Hello, my name is Scott Bradley, and this is the Scott Score Podcast. And today I'm joined by Matthew Templeton. Matthew, how are we? Back on the Scott Score Podcast. Hi, I'm great. Great to be back. What's all to it again? Ah, that's good stuff, mate. So um, I think we should kick off the show uh, talking about the Hibs and Celtic game. Uh, Celtic's title party put on hold by the High Bees. Uh, Hibs beat them two one, and I thought it was an outstanding performance uh, from Hibs. Well, 100% they were all over the from the first, the first whistle as soon as they kicked off high pressure um, and they looked a hungry team it looked like a team that were going for the title win to be honest not, not Celtic yeah, Hibs, I felt that I felt as though Hibs dominated uh, Celtic in every area of the park. They got right in Celtic's face. That's how you play against Celtic. Get right in their faces, show intensity about your play, and that's the way Rangers should have played against Celtic in the semi-final. And yeah, full credit Hibs. Neil Lennon got his tactics spot on, and what a job he's doing at the high bees right now. Oh, 100%. He's, he's, if, um, Steve Clark wasn't doing so well, I'd give him manager of the season to be honest uh, as much as it gets me to say that but mm-hmm. honestly he's done such a job especially coming up to the championship uh, we're really a good team anyway but I think they've surpassed even their own ambitions this season and uh, New Orleans with them playing a brand of football every team wants to be playing yeah exactly yes uh, heads are playing some terrific stuff right now um, but see for the first goal mate Oh my god, that was shocking defending Boyata honestly how you still still getting a game at Celtic he is abysmal Honestly, it was, it was suicidal defending, and then he just snuck in at the back post, slid, slid it away, and it was good finish from, from McLaren, but I have to look at Celtic defenders there and say, what was he doing? It's a bit, especially about Atta, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think, honestly, I thought McLaren was outstanding. Um, oh, just everyone, there was not a bad uh, Hibs player on the park. Everyone put a shift in, and see Marciano. Honestly, he has been unbelievable for Hibs. A wee spoiler here, he will be the goalkeeper in my team of the year. So he will be. He's been terrific. Yeah, so. He's yeah, been good, yeah. I know he's been good, but I, just, I, thought, I think John McLaughlin's been better this season, personally. But I think he's yeah, done a fantastic job in the goals for Hibs this season. Um, kept him in a few games. Um, it should have been dominated. Well, Hibs obviously dominated in most games, but he's definitely kept him in a lot of games this season. Yeah, he's been terrific, so he has. And... Um, yeah, see, I think I've seen a wee stat here um, that uh, ever since Camberry is uh, came to Hibs and ever since he, uh, every game he's played in, uh, Hibs have not lost it. Hibs haven't lost a game when while uh, Camberry's been playing, and he's been another like another terrific signing for Hibs. And the the work Neil Lennon's done there has been remarkable. Uh, last season got them promoted uh, from the Championship, and this season they're in contention uh, to finish second. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's just, it's just more like I say, it's more than I could hope for. I was thinking when they come up, he was hoping for a top six or top four. Um, a blessing to, to be in contention for a second at this stage of the season with four games left to go is remarkable. And I thought in January when they like go up Stokes and pick Simon Murray and one, I thought that was a very strange decision. And being compared to the basically unknown player, but it's been a fantastic little piece of business. And he's back in the goals and. He does that, he won't be there so much longer. I don't think he's on loan, but I can't see him being there much longer anyway. Yeah, if, if Hibs are able to keep a hold of Canberra, that'll be massive for them. Um, and I've said on the pod uh, previously, Neil Lennon showed a lot of guts by getting rid of Anthony Stokes. He was poisonous uh, in that dressing room for Hibs. He was just out of control, he was a troublemaker, and Neil Lennon gave him numerous chances, especially at Celtic, he let him away with yep. murder, and Neil Lennon just had enough and got rid of Anthony Stokes, and uh, did you see that about Stokes? I think Stokes is uh, going to be getting uh, sent, I think I think he's, um, well obviously, um, Hibbs re- uh, released Stokes, and I think Stokes is playing in Greece right now, and I think, I think it was actually, whereabouts is it? Yeah, I think the club he's playing for, I the club that he's playing for want to get rid of him, and yeah, he's got a lot of problems. Anthony Stokes, he needs some serious help in my opinion. Serious help, he's just out of control, and uh, I was very surprised to see he's uh, scored eleven goals. He scored eleven goals uh, for Hibs, and then he was just knew when he had enough of Anthony Stokes and got rid of him. And yeah, but as you were saying about Simon Murray. I was still, I was surprised as well when Hibs uh, got rid of Simon Murray because he's our top. He is uh, Hibs top goal scorer with fourteen goals. Uh, yeah. Well, he scored fourteen goals for Hibs and he's obviously scored a few for Dundee. Um, yeah, I was surprised to see that though. Yeah, no, it was, it was a strange decision. I thought when they when they got him in from Dundee United, I thought that's a great piece of business. He'll 
you know, an aggregate piece of business. Um, but Neil Lennon obviously knows what he's doing. He, he thought it was the right decision, brought in from Berry, and uh, it's, he's, he's done fantastic. Same, he's, he's, like he's still doing well at Dundee. Um, so I think he'll come back to Hibs and he'll, he'll stay there. But uh, not what's strange, but like I said, can't complain with what's happened with Canberra. Mm, yeah, exactly. And see, when you look at Celtic, when you look at uh, Celtic's defence, I've got a lot of defensive uh, issues. Uh, Hendry, I don't think, is the answer. Um, no. Boyata, uh, he will be gone in the summer. He is utterly terrible. Honestly, he is shocking. And just he, Celtic's defence at the weekend, as we're saying, was just really, really poor. Um, and they just couldn't uh, cope with Hibs, especially in the midfield. John McGinn was getting right in Scott Brown's face, and Celtic just they, they couldn't play their natural game because Hibs knew how to counter it, so they did. And they looked like they looked, they, like, they didn't know how to reply to Hibs. Uh, could, could they have been worse? You were talking about the defence there. I thought the only big defender was, was Christoph Ayer. Um, towards the end, it could have been free, but he, he took it off the line, and he always gets carrying the ball. But apart from that. Um, they just, like you say, don't know how to how to deal with him, and they're always in their faces. They give him time on the ball. Scott Brown, uh, I heard he was unwell um, over the weekend, and that's why he wasn't playing his best. But um, I expect he's once this weekend from him. Mm, yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, well, it was a, just a it was a good game as well. It was very entertaining. I thought it was extremely entertaining. And as you were saying about uh, Ayer, yeah, I, th- I thought hands down, I probably say he is uh, Celtic's best uh, centre half. But put it this way, though, mate, it's not very hard to be Celtic's best centre half at this moment in time. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. It's really not. But Ayer is the one that came on. I think it was last season, and then Wales obviously came back this season. Rogers was saw something in him, and he like I said, it was not. Difficult to be Celtic's best defender, but he he's, he really he's really done well for them. And I think he got his first international cap this season mm-hmm. because of his form. And um, you know, he's a, a decent talent. Um, he's not the complete actual yet, um, but it looks like he's one for the future definitely. Um, what do you think about uh, Rogic as well? He just was not at the races whatsoever. Um, no. I would say he's one of Celtic's best players. Easily, he's a terrific uh, footballer. He's great physically. He's a great dribbler. He's and he's a great finisher. He's, I think he's a real top player, but he was not at the races at the weekend though. No, he wasn't. He had, he had a few chances to score, um, and he just he just couldn't put the ball away. Uh, I remember one of the, one of the chances he was through and goal because if he just put a bit of a throw it, been back and a bit hit it straight to the keeper. He just looked a little yard off. He didn't look like I don't know. It was a strange performance from because obviously Celtic this season, especially when he's performed, the team's performed, and. I always expect a performance from him, but it was just, it was very flat, it was very nothing, it was, didn't seem, like you said at the races, it was a very, very poor performance from him. Yeah, and I thought Danny Swanson, um, done well, because obviously Scott Allen could not play, mm-hmm. because obviously he's on loan from Celtic, but I thought Danny Watson, uh, Danny Swanson was outstanding, and uh, he just, was do, when he got the ball, he's running at Celtic, causing them problems, showing a lot of fight, and tenacity, he really, made an impression so he does and Neil Lennon will be over the moon with that performance and result so yeah Celtic's title Celtic's uh, title party uh, put on hold and uh, they can win the league now against Rangers so at Parkhead so um, that'll be very intriguing uh, to see so well it'll be a very interesting game and day especially for us because we're, uh, we're Rangers fans <laughs> <laughs> well yeah I'm just saying we want to put that title put on hold but um no, I expect this weekend. I expect them today to, like I said, play completely different. Um, but if we if we take lessons from last game and look what Hibs have done uh, last weekend against them, being their faces, don't give them time in the ball. Because I think we, we do have pace with Candias, Linda, Jimmy Murphy. Um, there's not there's not a lack of pace. Murphy as well. Um, we've got a lot of energy in the team if we press them high, don't give them time in the ball. It'll be prone to mistakes I've 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 seen, and who knows we could we could just maybe get the result we're all we're all hoping for. Not necessarily we'll get, don't think we'll get it, but we're all hoping we'll get that result. Pet pet will pet and hold, and that might just put a few question marks in a few of the players' minds. Exactly, I cannot agree more. Cannot agree more, mate. So uh, we'll talk about uh, Rangers and Hearts. Um, what a week Rangers had, uh, Matthew. What a week it was. What a, what a week it was. Um, Leading up to leading up to the game against us, there was a, a, ton, a ton of pressure on the players to to, to get a result um, against a, an average Hearts side. 
I think that's fair to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I think it's been the last couple of weeks. Rangers has been has been absolutely massive, uh, especially the whole manager situation, the board, the players on the pitch. But I thought the first half was, was very average. Um, Hearts had ten men behind the ball mostly most of the half. Um, but the second half came out the traps flying, got a good good goal uh, from Jason Cummins, mm-hmm. um, and the result the result we all wanted, the result we all needed. Um, from, from that terrible, terrible display against against Celtic. Yeah, exactly, mate. And um, you said on the podcast last week, well, I said um, that I didn't see Rangers uh, winning the game, and it was all about the, uh, the three points. The week that Rangers had was it was very chaotic. There was a ton of pressure on the players, and it was just all about getting that three points. And credit where it's due, Rangers got that first half. As you were saying, it was we were fairly average, uh, not a lot happened but second half we came right out the traps and we done well second half and it was good to see that Murty finally seen sense and started Jason Cummings. Um, Jason Cummings he needs to get signed up in the summer, um, he has to, He's uh, he is the type of player that we are needing, he's arrogant, um, he's, he's arrogant cocky in the sense that that he when he, he'll just say to get he'll just say to gaffer put me on I'll get you a goal that's the sense when I'm saying he's arrogant and cocky he's confident in himself that he can go out there and get a goal and he done that and he showed a lot of energy a lot of fire a lot of determination on Sunday uh, so he did. Well, no, definitely he's got confidence he's on a button that's what you need to be here. Got to make it as a professional footballer and obviously he has and he's he's shown that he's confident to. No, you've got them score goals and uh, all the Rangers fans, like you say, we've all been crying out for, for Cummings to start and every time he does start, he always performs. He could have had a couple of goals at the weekend uh, ah, as a chance later on, but um, the main thing is he scored and Morelis right now, Morelis is the main man at Rangers right now, um, but when he came on, he, he looked like, like, like a child. He just, just screaming at everyone and just looked like he didn't want to be there, didn't care, but Cummings was the complete opposite. He was hungry for every ball and Actually, for his first goal, he got fouled, but he wasn't lying in the bin, moaning about it, got straight back up and scored a goal. And that's why we want hungry young players who will go out there and fight for the badge. Yeah, exactly, mate. You're absolutely spot on. Um, Morales, uh, see if that was Morales on the lead up to that goal, he like, obviously uh, Cummings got fouled. Morales would have moaned and cried about it, wouldn't he? he like, but Cummings exactly. just went, no, exactly. I'm getting in this box. Exactly, but he'd be moaning to the ref or sitting there like, throwing his toys at the pram, but no. Coming see the option there, got straight back up and got got the got the prize he deserved, got, got the goal. Yeah, and Daniel Candias, what more can be said? He was outstanding. Uh, Candias, in my opinion, was man of the match. Um, I think he's been our best player this season. He's been outstanding. And what did he make his celebration? But uh, first of all, what a goal that was! What a bullet of a diving header! What? Well, I think first of first of all, the build up play by Murphy was fantastic, and then. And the header by Big Impress was a bullet header. I was, I was actually at the game, I was like, on level with him, and it was just, it had to sweet in the spot. It was amazing. But uh, the celebration. The celebration, it was, yeah. It was, uh, it, it, when he ran over to the touchline, uh, well, the dugout, you were thinking he was going to hug Murty, but he completely blanked him and went and hugged Andy Halliday. I know, it was, it was, it was strange. Because um, last week, when uh, against Celtic, he went straight down the tunnel. But this week he's before the players, so I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure where his head's at, but um, it was strange. It shows unity in the players, which I suppose is a good thing. Um, and it does prove that they've certainly, uh, sorry, certainly lost, mm-hmm. lost the players, lost the, lost the dressing room. But um, fair play to the players are sticking together. Um, Candace, like you said, what more can say about him signing this season? He's got everything. He, he, as you can see, he's celebration. He plays for the badge. Uh, tries 110% every game and he got the most assists I think this season for us and yeah he has yeah, he's got the most assists in the SPFL exactly so mm-hmm. what we can ask for from, from a winger um, came in from a different league different culture and is absolutely strong this season uh, he's been thriving and I think it's absolutely criminal how he's not uh, nominated for player of the year that is ridiculous how how is James Forrest uh, like getting a nomination ahead of Daniel Candias come on like, Canius has comfortably had a better season than James Forrest. Oh, 100%. Um, obviously, Forrest has got more goals this season, but then Canius, considering his first season in here, and he's just doesn't look at a place. He looks like he's been there for, for years, and mm-hmm. it's absolutely shocking. It should be, even if he doesn't win it, it should definitely be in there for a shout. Absolutely, um, yeah. No, like, yeah it's absolutely, mate, because... 
when you look at it as well, right, uh, James Forrest has better players around him, right? He has a uh, like much uh, better players around him, and when you look at Candias, he doesn't. And Candias has been creating things on his own, and I think it's ridiculous how he's not in the nomination. But he's definitely one hundred percent my player of the season, and he got. And I think he should. I think he should have got man a match on uh, Sunday. I think they gave it to Graham Dorans, am I right? Yeah, exactly. And Hearts, I was very surprised at their whole game plan. Um, it, it looked like Hearts turned up at Ibrox for a, uh, to try and play for the point. And I was su- very surprised because I thought Hearts were going to press us all over the park, get right in our faces, because, because this was a very vulnerable Rangers, considering the week we've had and the pressure uh, Rangers were uh, under after that terrible result against Celtic in the semi-final. So uh, that, I felt as though that was a missed opportunity uh, for Hearts, uh, if I'm being honest. No, I agree with it. I think so. I think I had uh, Craig Levine during the weekend saying he didn't know what the Rangers were at, what, what they were going to do, what they were going to up. Um, but I would use that to my advantage. I think, OK, we don't know where their heads are at. Um, just go for them, attack them. Uh, obviously, they, they, they bet Celtic doing that uh, early in the season, uh, 4-0 at Tincastle, mm-hmm. um, albeit away from home. And they tend to be defensive anyway. But I think you should just went for it and see what happens. And obviously they got the goal in the second half. And looked a bit dangerous, but that was about it. And didn't offer much in the game at all. Well, I thought they had the post, but yeah. the goal that didn't offer much at all. And the Rangers, uh, like nineteen shots or something like that. Uh, Rangers had nineteen shots, and Hearts really didn't create much. But towards the end, Hearts kind of nicked a point, which I thought would have been very unfair exactly. because Hearts. Did not deserve a thing out of that game whatsoever. And um, did you obviously what did you make of the Union Bears uh, silent protest? I actually didn't think they were going to go through with that, but they, they went through with it. And obviously they had a, a banner uh, which they showed at the start of the game. Mm-hmm. No, I, I thought um, I thought the way it was handled, the way it made like it. I thought they did go through with it, and they did. Um, it was a very, I was at the game. It was a very, it was a very strange atmosphere. Yeah, there was not a atmosphere at all. Um, but I thought they're sticking to the guns, they're showing the board, enough is enough, we're not getting it for granted anymore. And quite rightly so, I, I think that's what it's going to be like if you keep going down this route, um, the way the board were going. Um, and I, think it's, I think it was the right thing to do. Um, but the players didn't, the players didn't like, get down with it. Atmosphere, mm-hmm. they just turned up and done their jobs, but fair play to them, they, they protested as well. As well. Yeah, so um, this will do. A, this will be a wee segue here. Pardon me. So there was big news that came out last night, mate, uh, about the fact that Steven Gerrard uh, is currently in talks with Rangers to become the new manager. So me and you have got different opinions on this. So I'll uh, let's hear your opinion first, and then I'll give you uh, my mind. Um, well, Matt Martin said I don't think he should get his job full stop. Um, he's got no manager experience whatsoever. People saying Matt he should get it because he's got no manager experience. Or he, he, he does, he does it himself. He's been here for, if he's second step now. He's been here for quite a while. He knows what it's all about to, to an extent. Um, I think it's a, a gamble where we shouldn't be taking whatsoever. It was like a gamble. Pedro Cajunia. You could even argue that Warburton was a gamble as well. So as to Manager certainly, certainly Pedro Cristiano was a gamble and it's not worked out. We need to be going for someone who has experience, knows what they're doing, that's what it's coming out for at the moment. And like I said last week, like I've been saying for a few weeks, I think I think Steve Clark Steve Clark is the man and if we're not getting him centuries we thank the board, but certainly certainly not Stephen Gerrard. Um you know, my thoughts on it are um I'm for Stephen Gerrard to become Rangers manager. Um reason being um because he'll instantly have the respect of the Rangers players because of the the type of guy that he is, the, the type of the, the career that he's had, and he's Steven Gerrard. He's won the Champions League, he's played at the highest level, um, he's played at World Cups, European Championships, 
He's captain his country. He was captain at Liverpool for a number of a uh, number of years. So, I think the players will instantly gain uh, his respect. Uh, he knows the pressures of uh, being a part of a big club, and the contacts that we have uh, in the game will be a big bonus, especially when it's coming to when it comes around to getting transfer targets. Um, so. Yeah, I can understand your point. I see the pros and cons of it, absolutely. Um, but it's a wee bit different. Uh, like, when you, like, Graham Martin and Steam Gerrard, it's a bit different because the players don't have any respect for Graham Martin because he didn't have a really... He, let's be honest, Graham Martin didn't have a great footballing career. But Steven Gerrard is... He's blockbuster. He's... Everybody that knows football, or anyone... Everyone knows football knows about Steven Gerrard. They know how good he is. the the career The career that he's had. So yeah, for me, uh, I'm for it. And yes, it is a big gamble, but it is one that I'm willing to take. And I feel as though Gerrard could do well only if the the board back him in the transfer market, and if he surrounds himself with the right personnel, the right coaching staff. And I think he will do that. So. Yeah, that's uh, my take on it. Um, yeah, would he be my first choice? No, he wouldn't. You know my first choice, Steve Clark. That's who I would go yeah. for. But Stephen Gerrard, yeah, if he gets appointed, I'm not against that whatsoever. Yeah, no, I understand your point. It's obviously massive for football. Um, everyone knows his name. Won Champions League and all that. But I think tactically, he won't. will be very limited in that. Um, if he's say we're like. Losing a game one 0 he not to do tactically. Um, a coach would certainly not to do, but a world class player, not necessarily. I mean, look at Gareth Neville for example. He went, he was a player pretty much exactly the same as Gerard. Won multiple trophies, demands the expected dressing room, but he feels miserable yeah. as a manager, albeit in Spain. But yeah, I can yeah I can totally understand your point there, mate. Um, but then again, though, it was like when you look at the. The, the stat, the st- statistic of uh, British managers going abroad, it is horrendous, right? British managers do not do well abroad. So, I th- like, of course, like Gary Neville going to Spain, different country, different language, uh, big club like Valencia, it's going to be tough. And as I said, Brit- uh, like British managers going abroad, it doesn't really work out. So, But it's different with Steven Gerrard, they're going to Rangers, obviously, um, it's up in Scotland, and Obviously, it's the same language and stuff, right? And yeah. uh, you, I think it, it's like it is different, you know. And yeah, see, uh, it is known that great there's a lot of great players that don't become great managers. It's very rare to see nowadays. But uh, by no way, by no way means by no uh, by no way means am I trying to compare the two. But Zidane, look at Zidane at Real Madrid, right? Zidane. Uh, no managerial experience whatsoever. Then he takes over at Real Madrid. Boom, wins the Champions League in his first season, right? So, yeah, I'm absolutely willing to give it a chance. Could it flop miserably? Yes, it could. But I think like it's a it's a gamble I'm willing to take, mate. It is. Um, so at the latest news I've heard on it uh, is that he's waiting to find out if the like what the budget will be and if yeah. the, the Rangers board will back him. So. That's uh, what the latest uh, the latest on it is. I've got a gut feeling, mate. He's going to knock us back. You think? Yep. I don't know. I've got a gut feeling. I don't know. I think there's too much noise about it now, too much hype, and obviously, um, he beat with Ibrox for the old firm, and Dave King was down um, at Liverpool, yeah. Semi final, yeah. In Stoma, um, if Murray, eh, sorry, not Murray, if um, Dave King gives gives the back, and he gave that, he gave that, um, Pedro Casinha ten million. Um, surely give Steven Gerrard at least 10 million as well yeah. um, the one thing I was, I was actually thinking about this today the one thing good about Steven Gerrard coming is he would get the best at Jordan Rosser because obviously they were together at Liverpool when Rosser was coming through the ranks and he knows what he's all about and at one point Roger when he's a local manager thought he could be the next captain look up to Steven Gerrard and Rosser was inspired by Gerard, so maybe we'll get the best out of Rosser, get the best out of a few players. I, there's um, one problem with that one, mate, about Rosser. He needs to get Jordan Rosser fit. Yeah, no, that's true, but I think um, we're playing under 19s, or we're playing Leicester under 19s, something 6 0, and apparently Rosser had the game of his life, apparently was outstanding, so I think he is getting fit, he needs to keep that level of fitness up for the season. 
Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's uh, my thoughts on Gerard. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what will uh, transpire. Um, but yeah, it's it'll be that'll be interesting to see um, Rogers versus Stephen Gerrard because remember Brendan Rogers was the guy that ended Stephen Gerrard's Liverpool career. So and there's I I think there's a bit of bad blood uh, between the two because remember Stephen Gerrard cost Brendan Rogers uh, the EPL and. Um, Brendan Rodgers ended his Liverpool career, so I don't think they're on the best of terms, if I'm being honest, mate. No, probably not, probably not. It would be, it would be uh, good to see in Old Garden Day uh, get reunited, obviously, if they've got some EPL and that, and like you said, maybe a bit of bad blood there, but it would be blockbuster if this happened, those two coming back together and Old Firm could get a bigger derby and that. Um, but we'll see what happens. It's it also likely it will happen, and don't get me wrong, if it does happen, I'll give him a full backing, like I'll, I'll do it for any Rangers manager. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm not convinced by, by it at all. Alright, so we just need to wait and see what will happen. So, um, we're also, it's been an exciting 24 hours uh, for being a Rangers fan, obviously, the Steam Gerrard link, and, well, well, obviously, Steam Gerrard in talks, and Al McGregor is back at the club. How do you feel about that? I'm happy. That's 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 not that I wasn't too sure about to be honest. Um, for me personally, for, apart from Arfield, it's not been a good week. In my opinion for Rangers, apart from the win as well, obviously. And uh, I think Alan McGregor, he's had his day. He's, he's thirty-six years old now. I don't think there's anything wrong with the two keepers we've got just now. I think Fodrum is a class act, and so is Almick. They're both running at the same level. Fodrum slightly better. And McGregor will come in, demand a large wage. Like I said, he's thirty-six. He's not the youngest tool in the shed, you know. Um, but in goalkeeper and, terms, that's like if you're fit, says that's like in your prime as a goalkeeper. I suppose, but yeah, apparently we're with him a two-year contract. You know what? He'll be doing two years, and like I've seen people say, "Oh, we'll bring experience to the dressing room and all that." Blah blah blah. You know, we've got we've got obviously if Jared comes in, he'll bring experience, and we've got players like you know Alves there and uh, Tav, who's got experience, and I think I was I, I, I wouldn't. If he comes, obviously, like I said, any player or manager that comes to Rangers are back from. But I just, I just think he's had his day. Um, but we this season he's uh, done really well for Hull. Uh, granted, they're in the relegation zone, but he's uh, in the shortlist for getting Hull Player of the Year. And according to Hull fans, uh, he's been terrific, uh, and they're quite sad to see him go. So I'm happy that we're seeing uh, Alan McGregor back. Um, and I feel as though recently Fodderham has been really poor I like him but he's been really poor recently and, and uh, he needs. I think Fodderham needs serious uh, competition for his uh, spot and McGregor will give him that um, I think when McGregor comes in he might be number one who knows just need to wait and see what uh, the next manager wants to do but I'll add a bit of competition uh, that Fodderham needs because I feel as though he's getting a bit complacent just now, and he thinks he's always going to be number one. But if McGregor comes in, uh, that will up his game, and that will that will make uh, Fodrum not be as complacent uh, as mm-hmm. he is now. So yeah, I'm all for Al McGregor and Scott Arfield. That's uh, I'm real happy that one as well. Yeah, no, I'm just, just touching on the keeper point again quickly. I think um, if McGregor does come in, what I've heard is uh, Ford's actually going to leave. I heard. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday not in the forest looking at him so oh, is that right uh, did you see uh, what for, uh, Fodrum put on Twitter right a Rangers fan asked him um, are you leaving and he just replied saying no I'm not mm, so, well there you go then so you know, it might push him but I think if McGregor does come he would be number one um, but yeah Scott Arfield I think what, what a sign that'll be he's, he's a Rangers man and we're starting to get a few Rangers men in there which is good I know so well, let's go through all the Rangers men we've got right we've got um, Ryan Jack we've got Greg Doherty um, We've got Jamie uh, Murphy. Um, who else? Um, we've got Scott uh, Arfield now. Um, mm-hmm. Graham Dorans. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Lee Wallace. Well, he's a, he was a Hearts man, but I think he's became a Rangers man over no, the years. He's been years. converted. <laughs> um, um, Ken Miller. Well, he, he's done. He really. Ken Miller. Uh, he, he grew up uh, a Hibs fan, so he did. Um, uh, do you know what I actually seen? Do you know Kenny Miller's uh, like me Hibs in Mullerville? I've seen that. I've seen that. Um, I think it's more like he, he to go to Hibs, but um, I've seen that. I've, I've, I've had some of just hang out, he's actually going to coaching, but obviously he wants to keep playing, and fair to play to him, I think he can still play at this level and still contribute. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and as we said in the podcast last week, this is not the way um, Kenny Miller's career at Rangers should end, but sadly no. it's looking like that's the way it's going to be. 
Um, so anything else that we need to cover on uh, Rangers at this moment in time? Should we talk about the old firm this weekend? Or should we save that for later on? Um, well, we can go for this we're talking about Rangers. Um, I may um, as well. So, the old firm this weekend, Celtic can also win the league at uh, Parkhead against us. So, I don't know how I'm feeling about this one, mate. Um, I think they're going to beat us. I think Celtic will beat us, if I'm being honest. It all depends on what Rangers turns up. <laughs> Cummings has to start, yeah, Cummings 100% needs to start, um, it, yeah, it, honestly, like, if Murty is, it doesn't start him, that is obscene, he should get, and if we, do, if we don't get a result out of that game and he doesn't start Cummings, they, they, honestly, he should go right after that game, because that is just, it's a no-brainer, Jason Cummings, first name in the team sheet, especially after his performance against Hearts, it's a no-brainer, he needs to start an old firm game in this Sunday, he will, he will start, I don't think Murty's that stupid, he will start him. Um, which would be the right move but what team would you go for mate um, I'll probably go for would you go 4-2-3-1 4-2-3-1 do you know what you may as well if we're, if we're going to go for it and you need to have that high pressing players high up the field um, I would certainly go for that formation it, it, could, it could backfire and it could, it could you know, score a battle against us but that's happened anyway so we used to be now so um, I'm definitely go for that and give it see what happens is, is Fodigam going to be fit do you know um, well I seen a tweet earlier actually. Um, someone asked, "Are oh, you how long you injured for?" He says, "Getting scans tomorrow." Um, can't you can't see how long it is, unfortunately. So it's looking like he's going to be out. So um, what what would your team be this Sunday? Would give me a start eleven. So, so my start eleven. Four two three one. Um, I'm working goals obviously. Um, John McCrory. Uh, is Um, hold on, I'll tell you. Um, no, I don't think Alves is fit. Right, so I'd go for um, McCrory and Martin at the back to have the two midfield. I'd go for Doherty um, to sort of a wee bit, then Doran so he can push on a wee bit. And then as my front three, I would go with Murphy and Davis. Then in behind the striker, I would go with... See, that's a tricky one because Windass, it can either be amazing or not come up in a game, but yep. um, he scored in the last league game against them, so I'd give him the benefit to go Windass and Cummins. Yeah, um, so my team would be four two three one. Uh, Outwick in uh, goals, outright Tavernier. Through centre halves will be McCory and it's got to be Russell Martin, isn't it? Um, yeah. Out left, Declan John, and the two centres would be Doherty, Dorans. Um, outright would be Candace. Uh, in behind Windass, out left Murphy, and up top Jason Cummings. So, so exact same team as me then. Exact same team as you, mate. Exact same team. <laughs> um, so um, hopefully he doesn't not, throw any surprises and starts Andy Halliday again or whatever. Oh, oh, I don't think I'll make that same mistake again. But actually thinking, I don't know what's happened to Goss. Maybe maybe start him instead of Windass up front, up towards the top of the pitch. Sorry. Um, well, Goss is. Uh, I don't think we've ever played Goss in behind the striker. He's mostly a central midfielder. Um. Well, I don't see him doing it, but because no. Marty's always a big fan of Windass, especially in that position. So yeah, it's a good shout, me actually. It's a good shout, but I don't see him. I don't see it happening. Uh, unfortunately, just find a surprise. Or even play Dorans further up, then play Goss where Dorans would play. That no, in fact, that's a very good shout, me. In fact, that no, that is a very very good shout. Um, yeah, well, in fact, actually, I'm gonna make that wee change then. Uh, I'll put, I'll take out Windass I'll put Graham Dorans in behind the striker and then the two centrals would be Sean Goss and Greg Doherty that was a great shot mate actually so. uh, no, I'd go for that actually thinking about it I think that would have a good balance and you know that's what we'd expect it so yeah I'd go for that yeah absolutely yeah, so that's what I would go for um, and Celtic yeah, they'll be up for it uh, so they will do you see what Scott Brown said Scott Brown said during the week uh, to the press that if he wins the league title against uh, Rangers that will be his biggest achievement in football well if I've had his biggest achievement 
chiva se boy um, that's, that's a bit sad I know exactly so that makes no sense um, yeah it's going to be it's going to be a very intriguing game it's, it's going to be a massive game for Rangers well, huge, no, huge. Because we, and, said, like, we cannot let them win the league against us because I remember they could have won it a few years ago performance. Um, so that a terrific that performance, yeah, and uh, that honestly, that was probably the best game uh, I've ever been at. Where we stopped Celtic won the league, beat them three two. What an outstanding mm-hmm. performance that was, Don Alico. Uh, remember that goal, unbelievable, oh. just totally done the, the Celtic team. And uh, Lee Wallace scored that game. I think Davis got a goal as well. And, um, yeah, that I was a great that, day. Didn't not score that game? Who? Oh no, you're thinking. Oh uh, no, sorry. Yeah, you're right. It was uh, Andy. Andy Little. My apologies. Andy it was. Uh, yeah, I, thought, I thought it was Andy Little. Aye, it was uh, a local. Little and what? Yeah, yeah. Aye. So it was that uh, a local uh, Andy Little and Wallace. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Aye, I admit that. What a day that was. So um, yeah, Celtic will be up for it. They certainly will be up for it. Um, because uh, Rogers will get them up for that one. Win the league against your greatest rivals, of course they they would want to do that. And if we just spoil the party, put a wee damper on it, I'll be I'll be over the moon with that. And the the players always, the players always uh, a performance against Celtic, especially after what happened in the semi final. They always big time. Oh no, hundred percent. I think I think the players will know that. Um, they hopefully this time don't hide from the game, don't hide from the, the occasion, and uh, put their foot into every tackle. Make sure they know they're like run their hearts out and. Uh, just give the performance we want. Even even if we don't get the win and we still perform, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be too disappointed. Um, because also we know they've got the better players anyway. And no matter how bad Celtic played previous week, that you always know they always know they're performing, they'll perform, and that's where we need to be at. Yeah, and see if the the players turn up and they give us another abysmal, embarrassing display like they did in the semi final. They think they thought. Uh, the, the the backlash from the semi final was bad. It'll be even worse if they turn up like that this Sunday and we get humiliated. Uh, that is just a no goer. So the players must turn up, and uh, that's what we go for. Four two three one, as we're saying, we just need to get in Celtic's faces. It's not that hard. Get right in their faces. Don't give them any time in the ball. Just show some fight, desire, determination. Uh, don't pull out the tackles. And um, that's what we need to do, mate. Just high press, high pressing game, and getting the faces. And also as well, mate. Graham Murphy undefeated at Parkhead, so hopefully that I mean, record will stay intact. Parkhead was no no, but I think we should have won that game. Yeah, we should have won that. We, yeah, we absolutely should have won that. And it was because uh, going into that game, I said it on the pod many many times. Going into that game, I thought, right, I'll be over with my point. Right after the game, I'm like, we should have, we should have won that. <laughs> we should have won that. I, 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 I was thinking, I, I think I was before you get to a point, and then you come out thinking, oh, we should have won that. You know, it was a great feeling to have. But uh, if we take confidence from that game, and hopefully this time take our chances, who knows what could happen? Mm, yeah, absolutely. So we just need to wait and see. So what's uh, your prediction for this Sunday? Uh, honestly, I think as much as I've been hyping this game up, we had this game up on the podcast. From Rangers' point of view, I think uh, we'll lose um, two or three now. Um, I think we'll get beat three-one. I know it's. Uh, yeah. We're just being realistic. We're not going to be one of these Rangers fans. Me and you aren't going to be the, uh, these kind of Rangers fans that will be like, oh, oh, we can do it. The boys will be up for it. We are the people. Nah, it's. Yeah. We need, we need to be realistic, but it just depends on what Rangers turns up, you know. So. No, that's it, that's it, but um, if Martin in the back, you know, doesn't oh, matter what the comes up, he's in the back, you're always going to concede. Ah, exactly, so we'll just need to wait and see, so we'll move on, and uh, that was a good result for Aberdeen at the weekend there, uh, beating Kilmarnock, that's 19 games unbeaten against Kilmarnock uh, for Aberdeen, that is a terrific start, and Kilmarnock seemed to beat everybody else but Aberdeen. I know, it's strange, it's strange, um, obviously Aberdeen were uh, needing a performance after getting embarrassed by Motherwell in the semi-final um, but no it is a strange because Kilmarnock you know ever since Steve Cockerman they've, they've been amazing don't like, like to fear anyone but against I don't know if it's some sort of mental block they've got or what it is but um, I think the three goals they conceded were, were just bad defending in all honesty um, but I don't think Steve Clark will be too disappointed knowing he can perform against other teams anyway 
Um, yeah, uh, so obviously Kilmarnock made the top six and they've been terrific under Steve Clark and they've not got a, a great deal to play for just now. But I was I was surprised to see that result and uh, and credit where it's due uh, for Aberdeen. Uh, they needed a reaction uh, from la- uh, last Saturday and that uh, that embarrassing performance against Motherwell where they just got dominated. There's a massive one for them and they turned up got the result all about three points kept a clean sheet so yeah the players showed a lot of uh, desire and uh, togetherness to actually go there and beat Kamarnock a Kamarnock side who have been terrific this season um, but it, so yeah and Kenny McLean what a goal that was <laughs> what a strike that was uh, oh, so no, it, was, it was a, a broken strike um, ever since he's agreed that deal to go to Norwich he's, he's been in scintillating for him and, uh, but like I said I thought it was just bad defending I think if they sat back sat back sat back and Recently, right into the shoot, and before that, I had a wee warning shot, um, which has been slightly over the bar, but this time, bottom corner. Keeper should be doing better, but can't take anything away from Kenny McLean with some strike. Oh, yeah, it was terrific. Um, so, yeah, the keeper, as we're saying, keeper should have done better, but yeah, what a strike that was. And uh, I think Aberdeen Mills solely miss him when he goes to Norwich. And um, Shay Logan uh, got on the score sheet as well. Uh, he's had a good season for the Dons. Um, but uh, the thing is with Aberdeen, they're very, very hot and cold, so they are. They're quite like us in the sense that they'll be mm-hmm. great one game, the next will be horrific. Um, but aye, the Dons, um, there was a big result for them. And Kamarna, like Steve Clark just said, they just went up for it. It was poor defending uh, for in the lead up to Kenny McLean's goal and for the second goal as well. And it's a very, it's it's not like Kamarna. It's not like Kamarna to be. Like to defend that poorly, and usually they're always a very well well organized uh, unit. But in, against Aberdeen, they were just just went at it. Uh, they were they were shambolic. Um, at times, um, two with the set piece, uh, it was never a free kick in the first place. But that set piece, uh, it was a great save so? by the keeper. Then I actually think there was a bit of contact, mate. I actually think there was a bit of contact. Right, for, yeah. but, but it seemed to lead up to the second goal uh, for Aberdeen. For the second goal. Um, for the free kick, I actually think uh, there was a bit of contact. If I'm being honest, yeah, I think there was. I think there was just enough contact for Ryan Christie to, uh, for Christie to go down. So, yeah, I can. I think. Uh, yeah, in my opinion, I think it was a free kick. See, I, I'm, not, I'm not convinced. I don't think there was much contact. But um, anyway, the ref gave it. You need to go to the decision. Um, and okay, I think it was a terrible defending keeper. Made a good save, and all he could defenders didn't react. And um, Logan put it in the back of the net for his second goal of the season. But um, but no, Kilmarnock, like I said, I don't think we're too disappointed. Um, but no reason to move on next weekend. Also, did you see uh, Dominic? Uh, you see, uh, Dan McInnes finally seen sense and started Dominic Ball, Dominic Ball in his correct position. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that. Um, Dominic Ball, so we all know what we could do at Rangers. Um, is he's a decent player, and I think he'd be fond well in that position. He'd look to look more natural, look more comfortable rather than playing at right back, where he looked like a man who was lost. Yeah, exactly. Um, I absolutely agree. I thought Dominic Ball had a very solid performance uh, in the midfield, um, and I, it just boggled the mind when I seen that. I was like, "Why is Danny McInnes playing Dominic Ball as right back? It is stupid." Um, but yeah, he put in a good shift, so he did. And um, I said, "Did you see that towards the end of the game where Graham Shinney was running clean through Adam Rooney was screaming for it unmarked?" And Graham Shunny just ran out, ran on and took the shot. Then Adam Rooney was going berserk at him, going absolutely mental, quite rightly so, because that could have just sold up the game for Aberdeen. But yeah, it was very odd from uh, Shinny to do that because Rooney's screaming for it, screaming for the ball and didn't pass it to him. So, I know, it was, it was strange. He just took so many touches. He could have shot once or twice, kept taking touches, 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 and eventually can't go safe in the keeping then. But no, if I was Rooney, I'd be going mental as well. Oh. Put in the box. It's a guaranteed goal, pretty much, um, with Rooney's ability. Um, but no, it was from this captain especially, you think, you know what, pass it to the better player here, who's going to score a goal. Um, but he's kept getting touches, 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 and eventually just made a poor shot. And uh, exactly, mate. And uh, one guy I've been very critical of this season has been Stevie May. Um, Stevie May has been very underwhelming for Aberdeen. He's only scored five goals. Five goals. He came in with a lot of fanfare, as, uh, as we all know. And only scored five goals, right? Look at Jason Cummings. Jason Cummings scored about six goals, and he's uh, he came here in January. Uh, Jason Cummings has not had a lot of starts for Rangers. He's not had a great amount of uh, game time. Stevie May has been here since August, 
Uh, he's had plenty of game time and he's only scored five goals. Five goals this season. That is very absolutely poor. Absolutely shocking. Um, as far as an Aberdeen fan, or, uh, I'd, be, I'd be going mental. Um, obviously, they got a win cheap because his, his record wasn't great in England and he was also quite injury prone. Um, but no, it's not good enough for obviously him to be a main striker because when he's obviously better get a bit older now, um, he's just to take over. But no, it's not good enough at all. And obviously, performances, his performances have been quite nothing and. Um, and he's, I think he was like the Rangers, but he, we have to build this, I think, and it's just, it's not been good enough, honestly. I think if he, if he was in form, he was scoring, you know, at least in double figures this season, Aberdeen would be possibly above us on the table, but it's just, it's been not good enough. No, it's not been at all. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll move on and we'll go down to the bottom six and we'll talk about uh, Dundee versus Johnston. Um, oh, 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 did you see what happened during the week there with... Uh, Neil McCann, the spat that he had with Tommy Wright and what he said about him, where Neil McCann was saying, uh, Tommy Wright is not welcome at Dens Park. I know, it's just spit for spat after the game last month and all the commotion uh, after the game, but I think it's just children's behaviour, but it's quite entertaining, to be honest, um, from our point of view. But um, No, but in the end, it was, it was a good result for Dundee. Um, pretty much, obviously, four games left, I think pretty much keeps them safe. Um, St John's have got nothing to play for really at this point but um, that's about a big win for Dundee and Neil McCann yeah, absolutely, and especially uh, for, for Neil McCann because obviously the spat they had with Tommy Knight, he'll be over the moon with that result over the moon um, no, 100% yeah, absolutely, and um, yeah, especially towards the end when St. Johnson got the equaliser and that free kick into the box, very poor defending from St. Johnson, may I add, but yeah, um, it was a terrific uh, goal from, I think it was, uh, uh, what's his name, Musa? How do you pronounce it? Oh, um, Musa. Um, Musa, yeah, Musa, yeah, I Musa, it was a, he's not had a great season by any means, but yeah, he... He turned up in this game against uh, St. Johnson, I'll tell you that, and it was a terrific header, but as I said, very poor defending from St. Johnson. Uh, no, it was, obviously, uh, you should be clearing, that, clearing your lines there and just getting it away, but uh, he didn't, and obviously he was glad to take a chance. Um, also, the same as a bad season, anything I watched, so I think he watched his heart out, and the problem with him is he misses too many chances. If he, if he scores a chance, he missed, he'd be a, he'd be a very decent striker. But, um, yeah, he's just but he's no, missing too much. Mm-hmm. But um, no, so it's a good, it's a good, it's good to take his chance this time, and an important, important for you, Victor, in the last, in the last minutes of the game. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, yeah, he has scored twelve goals, but he's just he misses far too many chances, and that's why he's had so many, so much criticism this season. Just yes, he has scored twelve goals, right? It's more than some other strikers in the league, but come on, like the amount of chances this boy's been missing all season. It's just simply not good enough, in my opinion, whatsoever. But yeah, I think Dundee are... They, they're not completely out of the woods just yet, but if they get a result this weekend um, against Partick Thistle, that is them totally fine. Yeah, I think, I think so. Right, right now it stands, you know, um, four games remaining, five points ahead of the, the relegation zone or the playoff zone. Um, I think yeah, if you get the result of the weekend, it should be should be home and dry. Yeah. Um, if if Musa had scored more goals this season, they could they could easily be pushing for you know seventh or even six, you know maybe exactly. a, a bit far, but they shouldn't, shouldn't be in, they wouldn't be in trouble anyway. They are. Um, but no, I think they get the result this weekend, it should be fine. Exactly. I've got a lot of time for Dundee. Um, so like that's the thing, mate. Who knows? Um, uh, in the next uh, four games, that might give Musa a big confidence boost. You know. Not exactly. Obviously, the last four games, get a confidence, get a wee goal or two, and kick on from there for next season. Exactly. So that might give my confidence. But also scoring two goals against um, uh, St Johnson. So we'll wait and see what happens. But yeah, I, my, I've been saying all season, Dundee. I think they will. They'll be. They'll be okay. Um, but yeah, we'll move on to. Uh, we'll speak a little bit about Ross County. There's not much to really dissect in this game. It was terrible. Um, Stephen Ferguson and Stuart Kettlewell. That's him um, appointed uh, permanently now at Ross County. So I think they'll be taking County into the Championship next season? Uh, 100%. Um, it's, it's a strange... It's just, I think, uh, from my point, I think it's a bit embarrassing having co-managers, you know? Co-managers? Like, 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 that is... Yeah, it's very bizarre in my opinion. Why not just go out and appoint um, like, just one manager? Why have it co-managers? Like, I've not seen that. I haven't seen this uh, thing uh, be co-managers in football in 
like God knows how long, and it's very bizarre from County, and I, there's a good chance it can backfire because you've got two guys in charge of the club, and they might disagree on certain things, you know, like picking the team, or one of the, even one of the co-managers might have a fallen out with one of the players, and the, the, the other co-manager might be like, why are you falling out with him, whatever, that it can yeah. lead to a lot of uh, arguments and unrest, so I don't think it's a smart idea. No, I don't think so either. It's a strange decision, and just think, I don't think it went really well for them. Um, it, no, it's very strange. But um, Ross County, I think they're certainly good. They've not been a great team for a number of years. Obviously, they got to a cup final um, and won that. But um, I think they should have got rid of Jim McIntyre. I, I was literally about to say that, mate. Yeah. I think he was a good manager and brought him to safety. But yeah, I, th- I think they are doomed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that, that's the thing with County um, I've said it right as soon as they appointed um, uh, Owen Coyle I've not said this so many times right I'm not trying to toot my own horn but wait, as soon as they appointed Owen Coyle I was like this is a terrible terrible appointment they're going to go down if but look, and look what happened look what happened it was a shocking appointment Owen Coyle left them high and dry because he knew he could not do the job anymore and Ross County are, they're paying for it now and they're going to go down so they've only got themselves to blame, in my opinion. No sympathy whatsoever. Should have never have got rid of Jim McIntyre, but they did. Very foolish, in my opinion, and they appointed absolute clown like Owen Coyle, and I don't think he'll get employed again as a full-time manager in football. No, I agree with that. I think this, that was his chance to save his career, and he, and he absolutely blew it. Um, it was just from, from the very start, you know, you could see it was a bad appointment. Um, obviously, you could talk the talk, but it could have walked the walk, and... Um, we're still playing for that decision to this day and you know like you said championship beckons um, I can't see them getting out first time of asking no like, I don't see it at all mate. Finish, you know, they struggled they struggled this season um, and mm-hmm. I just I can't see them no, 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 I don't see it as well mate so um, I will speak about um, Partick Thistle as well big result at the weekend there um, they beat Hamilton oh. massive result for them in the fight to try and stay in the SPFL Um it was a, yeah, it was a really it was a real gritty performance from Partick Thistle, I thought, and they got the job done and yeah, when David Templeton scored I was thinking, uh, oh god, here we go, it's not looking good for uh, Thistle. But second half they, they came out the traps and they really dug in and they got a, a well earned three points. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Um, I thought obviously Templeton had a fantastic game and some of his movements, some of his passing is his top class and obviously got his goal and I think he scored a few goals for Hamilton this season now. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, he's been he's been he scored uh, against Rangers at Ibrox as well. Um, yeah, I think Templeton. Yeah, I think Templeton's hands down been Hamilton's best player this season. Oh no, I'm saying when they pulled it off that signing, I thought uh, if he's back to full fitness, I thought I actually thought it was a strange signing to be honest for him, not for the club, for him because obviously he had his injury problems. He always gets injured and. Um, Ryan Edwards that scored. So um, Ryan Edwards. Ryan, Ryan Edwards. Edwards yeah. Should have scored. But Ryan Edwards. That was some strike from from the big lad, and and that should no shouldn't be safe, but it certainly certainly gives them hope. Yeah, and obviously Aki's. They've that's five games. The last five games, Aki's have failed to win in, and they've lost the fa- last five. Um, Aki's are two points above Thistle. Um, it's going to be interesting. The last four games, it will be. It's going to be a dogfight between those two, um, and. If Dundee uh, at least get a draw at the weekend, I think they'll be they'll be fine. But if they win, Dundee one hundred percent fine. But it's going to be a dogfight between Thistle and Aki's. But County are in amongst it as well. But I just can't see County doing anything. They're down. Um, but yeah, what did you make of that challenge towards the end? Uh, do you remember that with uh, Jenkins? That, that oh, kick? No, I can't I'm remember the Hamilton sure. player he done it to. No, sorry, I can't remember the Thistle player he done it to. I was, I was stupid from the boy. It was, I, 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 that was, if the ref saw that, 
from the TV coverage, it'd be a three game ban, you know, it was absolutely It shocking. was disgusting, yeah, that, that was a straight red. Um, but yeah, I can't remember the Hamilton player that he'd done it to. No, no, Hamilton player, sorry, I can't remember the Thistle player he'd done it to, but that was a horrendous challenge. Terrible, terrible. Um, it was amazing that the referee didn't see that and he gave him a yellow. It was disgusting. Up there with one of the worst uh, tackles of the season. Easily. No, 100%. It was, it was absolutely... I don't know what he's thinking. It was just it was mean. It was, it was malice in it, you know. And the ref was right next to us, so I don't know what he's thinking, given the yellow. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, it all kicked off after that. Um, but that was absolutely, absolutely terrible, disgusting challenge. Ah, it, was, it was shocking, mate. Um, but, yeah. What was going to say there? Did you see um, who got Thistle Player of the Year? Uh, was it Chris Erskine? Yep, <laughs> no surprise there, no surprise there, I like what he was doing there, he was like, I feel embarrassed to be nominated for this, we should just scrap the Player of the Year awards, and Thistle would obviously do a poll saying vote for your Player of the Year, and of course when everyone's seen that tweet, they're like, right, we're voting for Chris Erskine. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I thought it was quite funny, um, obviously he's, he's his head screwed down, he doesn't care about personal awards, he just wants to make sure he's just all safe, but um, he's a fantastic player and um, well deserved. Mm, absolutely, yeah. And so I think it's a good time to talk about the Player of the Year nominees. Um, I'm just getting them up just now. Well, I know the top four of the I know the top four for the not the young player but uh, just the PFA Player of the Year. So um, it's my, my it is John McGinn, um, James Forrest, Scott Brown, and Chris Boyd. That's what it is for the the PFA. Player of the Year nominations. Um, Chris Boyd, uh, I'm I'm totally fine with that because the transformation that Chris Boyd has had ever since Steve Clark took over has been nothing short of a uh, phenomenal. Boydie's had uh, had a terrific uh, season, scored twenty plus goals, so I think he deserves to be in it. Scott Brown, credit where it's due, he's had a good season. John McGinn, he's uh, had a good season as well. He's Neil Lennon's really brought out the best in him, and he's. He's looking. He's looking like he's turned out to be a terrific midfielder. James Forrest, uh, yeah, he's had a he's had a pretty good season. But come on, like Daniel Kandias should be in there ahead of James Forrest, in my opinion. Uh, As you said earlier, um, I agree with most all of them apart, apart from Forrest. Um, I feel like Kandias should be there. He's got the most assists in the SPFL. Um, his first season um, in Scotland, coming from a different country. He's been a bit of a journeyman before. He's never really had a solid club, but he's came in. Uh, done the job, you know, he works his heart out every single game, um, doesn't give less than 100%, um, and it's, 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 it's baffling, also because Celtic club for the league, uh, going for double treble, that's probably played a part in why Forrest is there, and his best season in Celtic, fair enough, I'd have that, I can definitely I'll be in there ahead of him. Exactly, uh, and the, the young player of the year shortlist is Alfredo Morales, uh, Lewis Morgan, Scott McKenna, and Kieran Tierney, so, uh, yeah, I think uh, I agree with the, the shortlist for the Young Player of the Year, absolutely. I think that's very yeah. fair and justified. Morales, of course, he has his faults, but he's had a good season. Uh, but, of course, you need to take away all the horrendous misses and mm-hmm. his poor attitude over the last uh, while or so. But apart from that, the guy's scored goals. He's 21, he's young, and he's only going to improve. So, yeah, Morales, I like him, but he needs drop right now, in my opinion. But yeah, he's he's got a good chance. He's got a good shout. So hopefully that might give him a a wee confidence boost because he's really lacking in confidence right now. So that might give him a wee confidence boost that he's actually nominated for Young Player of the Year. So hopefully it does. No, hundred percent. No, I, I love Morales. I think he's a great player and will continue to improve. But um, no player bigger than the club, you know, and um, he's screwed that on and you know calm down a bit. Um, no, the absolutely right. I, don't, I think Tierney will win it personally I'm sure it's not it's from Rangers at some point but um, no it's, it's definitely given confidence uh, in these drops like you said but um, no hopefully it'll bring his confidence back and he'll start scoring again yeah absolutely mate so uh, we'll just uh, briefly talk about uh, the championship and obviously uh, St Mirren had their title party at the weekend there and uh, not, I'm not trying to toot my own horn again but I did say St Mirren would win the title at the start of the season <laughs> Everyone said they're the right and uh, they were all uh, proved wrong. So, but yes, it meant what a season, as we said last week, we spoke about them uh, last week. Terrific this season, Jack Ross, what a job he's done. But done the United, <laughs> the crisis continues. Well, tell me about it. Um, uh, no, 
three nil against, against Queen of South. They beat, they beat their rivals Martin to the country title. Uh, but Dundee United is just an absolute shambles that's going on there. Uh, I personally don't think they'll get up, and I think also the owners were saying administration is not going to happen, but I think they're just saying that. I think it will happen if they don't go up, and it's, it's not looking good for them. No, it's not. It's not looking good at all. Um, they're going to make the playoffs, right? That's for sure. Mm-hmm. But they're definitely not going to go up. It will take a miracle for Dundee United to go up. I do not see it at all. I really don't. They're just the cl- the club is an absolute crisis. I mean, when they appointed Chabalazo, I'm like, why are they doing this? You know, I actually think they would they would be in a much better situation if they kept hold of uh, Ray McKinnon. I firmly believe that, and the club is just a mess. And honestly, I have no sympathy at all. No, um, really don't. No sympathy. They comes around, you know. Exactly, mate. Absolutely right. And the club's in just absolute meltdown, and I think they'll be down there for a wee while or so. And uh, I'm just uh, looking at the table uh, at this moment in time, and they're ness. They're still in a shout of uh, making the playoffs. It's not yeah, two impossible. Yeah, so the only way they can make the playoffs, uh, the only way they can actually make it is if Dunfermline lose at the weekend and uh, Inverness have to win. So be, I think that'll be, I'll keep, I will be keep my eye on that uh, when it comes to the weekend and see if Inverness can pull yeah. it off. Um, yeah, but, I'd personally rather see Dunfermline over Inverness, um, but no, fair play, Inverness had, had a poor start to the season, but they've came back and put themselves right in contention. Yeah, absolutely, so it's no, it's going to be intriguing to see what happens, and uh, breaking four points, four <laughs> points! That is, that is shocking, you know, obviously they're a part-time team, but um, they haven't won a single game, I don't think. And four, four points for season for any league is just, just embarrassing. That is ridiculous. Four points as obscene. Oh goals my god. 19 goals against 85. Have they not won um, a game? Please, seriously, have they not won a game this season? As far as I'm aware, I don't think they've won a game, no. Oh my god, that is ridiculous. It really is. Uh, also, a part time team, but some of them Barton, and yeah, they're, they're decent. Um, uh, it's enough anyway um, but it really is embarrassing I think any team in championship that knows the Whitten boys at the championship you go there guaranteed goals and a few points uh, three points sorry um, yeah. it's, it's totally embarrassing and uh, I was uh, speaking to my pal <coughs> pardon me I was speaking to my pal at the weekend uh, about Livingston and what a job David Hopkins has done at Livingston for, uh, finished second this season um, and yeah, David Hopkins has a big future uh, in the game and the job he's done at Livingston's been nothing short of tremendous. Uh, no, I agree with that. Um, they've kind of been in the best for a, for a few years now. Obviously, they were a Premier League club uh, a few years ago. They were in League One a couple of seasons ago as well, mate. Right? Um, but no, they've come right back. And young Brian Hardy on loan from Rangers. He, he was on loan in January as well. They've got a goal scorer. And I think he's really progressing to the next level. Aye, absolutely, mate. So... I think there's a, Livingston are definitely in with a shout of coming up and I think they will be playing Partick Thistle uh, if the, Livingston make the playoff final. That'll be a, a good game to watch and I think Livingston ha- have every chance, mate. I think they've got every chance of beating um, Partick Thistle. Absolutely. We do, 100%. Um, obviously, obviously, we'll have more games played in the playoffs and Thistle will be fresh but um, if we turn up and give a good account for themselves and Get, get chances to Hardy, you know, there's no reason why, why they can't do it. Absolutely, mate. So it'll be intriguing to see what will happen with that. And um, is there anything else that we need to uh, cover? Um, no, I think we've pretty much covered everything. Um, yeah, so I think we should just do the predictions for this weekend and then we'll uh, wrap it up. Um, no so, Friday night football tomorrow, mate. Um, we've got Aberdeen versus Hearts. Um, it's massive in the, in the for the fight for second. It's very tight right now, mate. It's very tight. We are looking at yeah, yes. like between Hibs, Hearts, and you know, sorry, Hibs, Aberdeen Rangers. It's really tight. So this will be a big one for uh, Aberdeen tomorrow. Aberdeen have not beaten Hearts this season once, so it's at Pataudry. Um I think Levine will uh, be very defensive, and I think. Hearts will be more well organised uh, this time round. So, how do you see Aberdeen Hearts going at Pataudry? I think 
I don't think about it. I'll show the player play in recent recent form. I think that uh, I think one each. One each. I am going to say it'll be a dull affair. I'm going to go nil nil. Nil nil. Next one. Sorry, what? No, I, can, I can see. I can see that happening as well. But I think. I think. I think one each. I think there will be goals, but not a tremendous amount. Um, Aki's Ross County. Um, both teams can. Both teams have been struggling. Um. But Ross Ross County have won recently. Aki's have not won in five. Um, so it's it's gonna be a big one for Aki's, and it's a big game for both teams. Uh, I am going to go for a. I'm gonna go for a. Do, 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 do. I'm gonna go one each. One each. I'm gonna go for. One each. See, I think I was a Hamilton. Like you said, there's not one, not one a few, few games there. You know, terrible run of form recently, but I think. Obviously, with a game against this weekend, they probably should have came away with something there. Um, I'm going to go for 1-0 Hamilton. Um, then we've got the Highbees against Kilmarnock. Oh, that, that'll, be, that'll be a tasty affair, I think. Obviously, Hibs are in, in the form of their life at the moment. Um, Kelly, obviously, on the back of that defeat to Aberdeen, we're looking to bounce back. Um, but I see that being 3-2 mm, Hibs. Um, I'm going to go for uh, well. Obviously, Hibs are have been flying recently, um, and if I'm correct, I think Hibs have not lost a a game in the league this season, and it's going to be interesting. I'm going to go for a one each, one each. I'm going for me another draw, it's three draws in a row, and uh, Motherwell Dundee. Motherwell Dundee, I think obviously Motherwell. They're doing well in the cups, but they've been absolutely terrible in the league recently. Um, but Dundee, they'll be they'll be fighting for their lives, obviously, and um, trying trying to get themselves safe. I think I'm going to go for two each. Um, I I need to make a wee correction because earlier on I said it's going to be Dundee and Thistle this weekend, but obviously it's Motherwell versus Dundee. So uh, apologies about that. I'm going to go for a one 0 Dundee. I'm going to go a one 0 Dundee. But Motherwell, though, they've got the cup final. So they need to be going into this cup final in form and they need to be confident going into it because if they're not, uh, I know cup finals are one-off and stuff, but they need to go into this cup final with uh, in a good run of form, some confidence about them. So yeah, the, the next four games, they need to be, they need, I think they really need to be putting good performances and getting results. So yeah, I'm going to go for yeah 1-0 Dundee though. Um, St. Johnson Thistle, Big one for a uh, big one for Thistle. St. Johnson, nothing to play for really. Uh, I'm gonna go for a two one St. Johnson. I think I'll go for mate. Two one St. Johnson. See, I don't know why, but I fancy Thistle for some reason, so I'm gonna go one 0 Thistle. Um, Celtic Rangers, big one. I think we covered this earlier. On. I said I said three one Celtic, and yeah. you said three three or four. Two, you said three 0 or something. Two, like three 0 Celtic. Uh, two so. three 0 Celtic. I think. Aye, so I think we've uh, pretty much covered uh, everything, mate. So, aye, we'll uh, be back next week, guys. So, until next time, take care and we will see you soon.